All right, good evening. Welcome. It is Sunday night leftovers and rightovers for the Independence Game. Oh, I have a three thing. Let me let me change this. This is the one I want. We don't have three. We were gonna originally have three tonight, Britt. And uh something something changed oh. here. We don't have three now. Um, lightning happened. Uh, lightning in a bottle, lightning lightning in a bottle. No, this would be Mother Nature's lightning that hits your roof, apparently, mm. and smokes all of your electronics somehow. I don't know exactly how that works, but Apparently, in the because I'm in California, we don't have lightning like you guys do. Oh yeah. But apparently, apparently it does a lot of damage. I've been told. Yeah, and it doesn't have to hit your house. I mean, it just has to hit something close enough that it runs along the electrical lines or even the phone lines, and it'll it'll come in and fry equipment. Most of the the uh, the electronic equipment we have is pretty sensitive to uh, power fluctuations. So any little surge or any little you know, vo uh, uh, stroke of light lightning nearby, even in the ground, it'll, it'll it can fry electronics pretty easily. So, so yeah, L was going to be with us tonight. To, uh, to we were going to talk about a whole bunch of stuff with her, get into some more uh, depth with some of the things she was working on. But um, you know, I don't know if that was a sign from above that tonight wasn't the night or what. But her electronics are fried, 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 fried. That sucks. You know what's crazy is I cannot find us. On the YouTubes. Yeah, you always have that trouble. I found us, no problem, just so you know. Yeah, I don't I don't understand what the hell's going on here. Um, I mean, I'm plugged in. I got internet. I don't get it. I think, mm. I, I, you know what? I, I'm just going to go to bed. Is that okay? Can I just go to bed now? Why don't you do the show and I'll go to bed? I'm exhausted. I look yeah, tired, you know, too. I, I, know, I look horrible. Yeah, tired. I'm tired. I, I don't know what's going on. I'm like so subdued today. I'm just like blah 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 blah. Well, you and I, I were just you, my... you and I were talking just before the show too, and you know I turned on my stuff and I started to go to work here, and all my icons have been moved somehow during some type of Microsoft Windows update. All my icons got scattered. I've got four monitors connected to this one computer, and I've got three connected to the computer over here. And on this one, which I do all the, the live mixing and stuff of the show, are you frozen or are you just sitting so Okay. Um, no, I'm, I'm pissed at my computer. Yes. Yeah, somehow, I can't find any of my icons. I had to, I had to hunt for like two minutes to find uh, the, the icon to get the show started here. I, I, I don't know why Windows thinks it's okay to, to just come in. I mean, I didn't say do an update. I have all my updates on not, not doing it automatically because I don't. Because if if I say do it automatically in the middle of my show or this show or whatever, it's going to you know do an update and screw everything up. So I always have it set to notify me, and I'll do it manually. But somehow it must have done an update on its own here, and um, and all my stuff got moved all over the place. So that's fun. Yeah, I had the same problem, and I just thought it was because I moved my stuff around and. Um yeah, I had to find everything again, and I, and I don't, and I still haven't found everything. And I'm gonna be really upset if it got rid of the private file. That's gonna really suck. Oh, but. you're gonna be in trouble. It probably grabbed that private file. It's probably right now sending oh. it out to everybody that needs to know about that private file. Mm, that's that's not good because that's probably, you know where I have all my all my search history yeah, results. Yeah, and, it's probably the Hillary you know. Clinton campaign bought it to use it in op-ed research <laughs> against us. Um, hey, everybody in, ch in chat. Yeah. Good to see everybody here. Um, uh, I appreciate you joining us on a Sunday night. I have something. I just want I'm going to start with this because I'm, I'm excited to talk about it because 
if if you happen to catch Tucker Carlson's Friday night program, Tucker Tucker Carlson tonight on Friday night, the opening monologue he did was about something that was just it was hilarious. It, I've actually I always delete them when I'm done, but I saved this one because I thought it was so good that uh, I don't know. I'll probably wait a week and then delete it. But I I just didn't want to delete it right away. Because if if you saw his show Friday night, you know what I'm talking about. He was uh, he was talking about um, uh, the D- director of National Intelligence Office, and he mentioned that in 2015 under the Obama administration, a whole bunch of money had been given to a lot of our intelligence agencies. That money was not supposed to be used for helping gather intelligence to protect Americans. It was actually supposed to be used to diversify the workforces of all of these agencies. So um, I'm waiting to see if anybody in chat comments that they saw this before I proceed. But uh, so five years later, uh, I don't know if this was intrinsic in the money being given, if they said in five years you have to report on it and, and give it give us a report as to how how that how it worked whatever but the um the director of national intelligence office so it's office of if you can read this office of the director of national intelligence annual demographic report fiscal year 2020 it says hiring and retention of minorities women and persons with disabilities in the united states intelligence community and um so, so, you know, this looks, looks like a fine report. You look at the cover of this thing and you see it looks like the looks like a pretty diverse group, Britt. You see all those folks in there? They look pretty yeah, diverse. They're, they're very diverse. They got the equal, they got the appropriate amount of minorities they need. Okay, let me uh, this I mean, is a, this is a closer look at the photo itself. So you can get a better I look. I mean, they, look, they, they even got a dog in there. Yeah. Well, the dogs with the blind guy. Um so we've got we, there is a blind guy. Uh, working for um, apparently the office of the director of national intelligence. And you've got a lady who's wheelchair bound uh, and a bunch of very diverse looking people there. Uh, I don't see a bald man, although the one guy has very, very, I guess that's, I don't know what you call that. Sh- very short hair, almost bald, um, well, but no bald the one guy, guy in the back, right? The one guy in the back has a high forehead. Does that count? <laughs> high high foreheads are yeah. They're they're part of diversity. They're part of diversity. Um, but you know, you look at that picture and you say, okay, that looks like a pretty diverse workforce, and uh, including not just diversity on racial and gender um, levels, but also you've got someone who would be considered to be disabled and. Two people actually. You got a blind person in there too, who's who's got his cane out. He's got his, as Tucker Carlson put it, his uh, his uh, Ray Charles sunglasses, and um, he's got a, a an aid dog <laughs> there. So, um, so I guess, would you say, Britt, that that they they achieved their goal of uh, of diversity? I mean, looks like they did a pretty good job there. Uh, it looks like it, I guess, if that's what this is about. I mean, I thought the spy agency, the spy agency's job was. To find bad people. Yeah, yeah. Well, whoever's the best at finding bad people. Yeah, that you'd you'd think that would be the you know the the job. You think keep you know getting intelligence that would help keep this nation safe and the people in it safe. That would be the job. But you know this is a, this was a side effort, and uh, you know they want to make sure it's diverse. Well, this it turns out the thing that makes this hilarious. If you look at this picture closely, you notice a couple things. The first thing you notice is the blind guy with the Ray Charles sunglasses, the dog and the cane is photoshopped in. (laughs) 
And the lady in the wheelchair is also Photoshopped in. Both of those people are Photoshopped in. And if you look carefully, you can see it that it's pretty obvious. You can you just uh, It's probably hard for people to, to do it viewing the way they're viewing. But the guy with the... With the uh, with the with the sunglasses, the blind guy has some kind of halo shadow around him, and if you look between his legs, it doesn't go through to the people behind him. Um, plus, he just stand. You can just tell it's just kind of standing out. The lighting isn't the same. It's not the same. And the same thing with the lady in the wheelchair. So that's the first thing to point out. The second thing to point out about this picture is is if you go to a website called iStock Photo, up until Saturday, you could find this photo. The director of National Intelligence Office bought this photo for $12 to use as their diversity photo on the cover of their 2020 fiscal year annual demographic report. This isn't even a picture of any of the staff that works at the office of the Director of National Intelligence. It's an iStock photo photo. And anybody who's familiar with iStock knows that these photos, you know, it's it's basically just a, like it's a stock photo purchasing place for cheap. You can go in, you can buy a photo that you need if you're, and I used to use them when I was publishing Taps Para magazine. Like, for example, if I needed a picture, if I was talking about ghosts of Paris in, in the magazine, and I needed a picture of that represented Paris, well, I'm not going to fly to Paris and take the picture. So what do I do? I go onto a, a site like iStock Photo. I download a picture of the Alpha Tower. You know, I pay five bucks, 12 bucks, 10 bucks for it. So the person who uploaded it gets a few bucks for that and i get to use the photo for that one-time use um what i wouldn't do however is say i i'm writing a story about the ghosts of paris and i went ghost hunting and here's a ghost that i caught and then downloaded an iStock photo and pretended it was one i took right that's the difference in use here right right yeah no totally right makes sense so, yeah. but that's not what the director of national intelligence did. They bought this photo, photoshopped in a guy, a blind guy, and a lady in the wheelchair. And Tucker Carlson uh, brought it up on Friday Night Show. He did a great job talking about it. If you can find his monologue on YouTube, I highly recommend it. Recommend it. So I decided I wanted to show everyone how this, uh, how how you could find this photo on iStock. Well, it turns out they've removed the photo. Now you can't find the photo, but what they didn't do, take a good look at that photo, all right? What they didn't do is they didn't remove other versions of the photo. So these are all the same people. The, um, the, the, the girl in the, in the purple shirt in the middle, the Asian girl there, she's just wearing a different dress than she is here or a different outfit than she is in this particular shot. So they change clothes a little, but it's the same people. The tall guy with the beard, he's kind of to the right in the back in this particular photo. And this one, he's center with a, with a suit on. Um, and actually, there's another version of it, too. Here's, a, here's a, a completely different version of the same people, same group, same models, actors, whatever they are, who are, who are having their picture taken for, um, for this photo. You know, they probably took about 30 different shots. This is the one that the DNI used. And actually, here's another version of it, too. This is pretty similar. But if you look at this, none of, you know, the blind guy, the wheelchair lady, they're not in any of these. They were added later. This is the office of the director of national intelligence. 
if this is the best they can do with the millions of dollars that they were given for some type of diversity effort, and the best they can do is buy a $12 iStock photo, Photoshop in a blind guy and a lady in a wheelchair, and say, mission accomplished for diversity in the director of National Intelligence Office, we are in deep, deep trouble. These are the people that are uh, influencing elections in foreign countries. And this yeah. is their, I mean, this is, this is like what, this is, well, but I mean, according to them, Russia did this exact same thing to us and basically stole the election from Hillary because of, of, of a few Photoshop memes. So I guess our intelligence and the Russian intelligence, you know, they all uh, believe their own BS they spew. Um, I mean, but... But uh, but as devil's advocate on a serious level, do you would you really want them using our actual spies in their no, diversity but, photo? No, but there's, a lot, of, their there's a lot of office workers. Those aren't spies. Yeah. They don't have to be spies. No, right. They don't have to out anybody right. on a. Listen, I get it, but it's just the thing is, it's so pretentious. The whole thing is yeah. pretentious. Who gives a shit? Hire the best people for the job. Keep the country safe doing the spy things that you need to do. Just don't spy on Americans. Keep the country safe. I don't care if you put who, what the people look like behind the scenes, what gender they are, what sexual orientation they are. If they're blind, if they're not blind, if they're blind, if they use a CNI dog or a cane, I don't care. It doesn't matter. Just get the job done. That's the only thing that matters. This illustrates how fucking pretentious our whole federal government is that this is so important that they have to buy a $12 iStock photo to pretend they've got some kind of diversity that they don't have. It's just, that's what really bothers me about this. It's it's almost juvenile in its approach, but it's disingenuous, it's not sincere, and it's just ridiculous. Yeah, I think they're um, they're discriminating against you know, larger people because most of the CIA sits behind a desk and bangs on keyboards all day long. All these people are really fit. Yeah. There's no way they sit behind keyboards in their, you know, in the dark basement of the CIA building for hours on end. And, you know, their, their, their suits aren't even wrinkled. I mean, I bet you they don't even dress like this. Yeah. And yeah. what do they have against larger people? And, you know, and I, I'm thinking the blind guy, I was thinking, you know, how can he do his job? He can't see, but you know what? He might be good on listening. Yeah. He might be, he might be an not... audio surveillance guy, a specialist. Could yeah. be, could be. You know, he pick up on all the little things that the seeing miss. Um, but I, you know, it's funny, but in the in the grand scheme of things, we are so screwed that. Well, uh, I think yeah. you know the greater point. The reason this is funny and the reason we laugh at this is because it's so meaningless. It's so irrelevant. This whole effort to define everybody by race or sexual orientation or gender or whatever, pick your category or your class of people. The whole effort to define everything that way is so destructive. It's so counterproductive and it's so unnecessary. We were doing pretty well. Sure. There are pockets of people that they don't accept other people. All right. You know, we would deal with that. There are, you know, it's just the way it, people have the right to be idiots as well. That is part of what you know, human rights is you could be an idiot if you want to. That's what I guess that's, that's your prerogative. I got challenged today to read the book, uh, how to be anti-racist. Oh, the, the book that the, yeah. So I gotta, I gotta download right, that and listen to that while I'm working. You know, I'll, what? I'll do a book report on it. You know what? Step one in, in 
How Not to Be a Racist is don't read that book. Well, if I'm going to trash it, I guess I should listen to it um, so I know all about it. But, but you know, I just, it just this whole thing about, you know, I'm looking at that photo that you just posted. It's so important to have the, have the color of the skin. And, man, are, are we really going to go back to segregation? I mean, is that where we're really going? I mean, I, I think back to the autonomous zone up in Seattle where they had the black-only area where they surrounded the perimeter with white people and made them not let any – only people uh, pox were allowed in, no one white. Uh, the garden where they had the white garden and the Mexican garden and the black garden and the – I mean, is that is that where – is this really where we're going? We're going back to segregation? This does not end well for anybody. I mean, I know I'm going to survive and I'm going to do just fine because I'm going to move to the middle of nowhere. I'm going to build my own little compound and I'm going to survive. We are we are allowing the least intellectual, the least honest, the least insightful, the least productive people of our society set the rules. That's what's happening. right. We've all been shamed into allowing things like that. Uh, Congress people like AOC, uh, Corey Bush. Ilan Omar, uh, Tlaib, uh, senators like Warren, uh, Bernie Sanders, even he is now almost seems moderate by comparison. Uh, these yeah, people yeah. are the least among us. They are the least American among us. They don't have American values. They don't have American ideals. And yet we're letting them dictate the discussions and dictate the policies. What the hell is wrong with us? When did we allow the inmates to start running the asylum? Because that's what's going on right now. We just have to tell them, you know what? You've had your fun. Now go sit down. And when you want to talk about something serious, we welcome your input. But this is garbage. Oh, let me ask you this, JV. I mean, there's been a bunch of money that's been allocated to go out, but they haven't sent it out. Can the, can the, can the 2022 Congress, if we, you know, if it goes the way it looks like it's going to go, can they stop all that spending since it hasn't been sent out yet? Can they pull it back? Yeah, they can. If it's not spent, they can unallocate it. I mean, they've been talking about doing that for the the Republicans have wanted to use a lot of that unallocated money to pay for these infrastructure projects that they've been talking about. That's part of what the Republicans have been trying to do, saying we have hundreds of billions of dollars here that remains unspent. It's not needed. Let's move that into the infrastructure thing. It's already been it's already been quote unquote spent. It just hasn't been delivered to be spent, so it's still sitting in account somewhere. Uh, let's let's move it into the infrastructure thing. So yeah, that's certainly a possibility. But the Democrats don't want to do that. They want to they want to spend additional money uh, to make this happen. I want I just need to I for, the couple things I wanted to mention about those pictures that, that we just got done talking about. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I, I I forgot, but I, there were a hundred pages if you type in. Um, like diverse office workforce or something like that, which is what I did. There are a hundred pages, some a couple hundred thousand, I think, total photographs. Hundred pages. I went through all hundred looking for the one that that was used. Like I said, it's gone. I could not find the one that they actually used, which is this one. But I, like I said, I did find these others which are very, very close. They're in different clothes. So they, they scrubbed the one that was used, but um, they weren't smart enough to, to take, take the ones that are similar off there. But 100 pages of those I went through. And the ones I found were like on page, 
Uh, one was on page 9, one was on page 20, one was on page 29. But I went through all 100 pages to see if I could find the original one. That is some really deep research you did for us, and we yeah. really appreciate that. That's a deep dive, if anything is, right there. Yeah. Okay, so you tease us with Tucker. Are you going to play any of him? No, I'm not. I want people to go watch it. I sent you the link so you can watch it. You really need it. seven minutes long. Just watch the damn thing because it's really funny. And the way Tucker makes fun of things, and he does it in such a serious, dry way that it, it just makes it hilarious, and it points out the absurdity of it all. Yeah, I you know, I, I really like Tucker, and and he is about the only corporate guy that I listen to and have any bit of faith in of being honest. The rest of them, I, I shake my head at, and I don't know what to do. I mean, even like Greg Gutfeld, who I, I enjoy watching because he's funny as hell, I never know if he is giving a, you know, if he's being honest or if he's carrying the company line, so to speak. But, but Tucker seems to just, he cuts through all of that, and um, I hope he lasts long. I hope they don't sack him. I, I he's, he's the highest rated um cable show on news cable so um if they did sack him he would be fine i'm sure he'd find his own platform somewhere uh but but you're right he is the only one being honest he's the only one that that seems to really get it i mean even sean hannity sean hannity tries but sean hannity i can't watch his show i just can't watch him he i don't even know how to explain it. he's become a caricature of himself he he repeats the same catchphrases over and over and over again and he doesn't let the guest guests talk. He he prefers to tell people how much experience he has all the time instead of you know he's gotten to the point in his life where he wants to remind people how important he is. And I think that's yeah. partly because he's no longer the top rated show because Tucker Carlson is beating him. So he's trying to remind people how great he is. And I listen. I I like Sean Hannity's politics. I always have. And there was a time when I really liked to listen to him. But I. I can't now. So when like I DVR his show, I, I DVR Tucker, I DVR Hannity, I DVR Laura Ingram, and I DVR Gutfeld, and the five. I watch the five. I watch Tucker, Hannity. I just fast forward, and if there's a guest on, which is rare that I like to hear, then I'll stop and listen to it. Like if Newt Gingrich comes on, I'll stop. I'll stop it, and I'll I'll watch that part of the show. Uh, there are very few others that I'll watch because it's always the same people on on uh, Hannity. Same thing with Ingram. I'll just fast forward through it, and if there's a good a guess that I want to hear what they have to say, I'll stop and I'll and I'll listen to it. Uh, Gutfeld, I've been watching. Sometimes I have trouble getting through Gutfeld. Sometimes I, I'm like, why the hell am I watching this? I like Greg Gutfeld. I love him on the Five. I like yeah, his yeah. his politics are really good. I like his libertarian bent on things. Uh, but and his humor. Yeah, he's he's funny. He's funny. Um, and he he gets it. He's another he's another conservative that gets it. But uh, the Gutfeld show, by the time, if, you, if you've watched The Five, Tucker, right. parts of Hannity, parts of Ingram, by the time you get to Gutfeld show, you've seen everything and you've heard all the commenting. I mean, you've heard everything you need to hear, you know, because one of the things that, that is very obvious, they all use the same research. You know, they all get the packet in the morning, all these shows and hear the headlines and they all cover the same stuff. And so it's a bit redundant over time. Anyway, you say some things for a while. You know, I've been holding this story for a while, and and I think it's worth talking about because I'm trying to. Yeah, I think you and I have talked about this off air, but did you know, or maybe we didn't? Did you know that Google and Microsoft had for about five years they had a ceasefire on each other, 
So the two biggest companies within the tech giant world said, hey, let's not attack each other so we can focus on squashing any and all other upcoming competition. Oh, and so we can focus on government and get all the stuff that we want. I thought we had a government, JV, that, that had a division that their job was, I mean, to me, this seems like, like they're colluding together to make sure that it's just them two until now where it's basically only them two. And now they're going to go at it like the battle of the Titans. But this, this agreeing not to, not to uh, go after each other, this bothers me. Does this bother you at all? Well, I think there's some, there's some antitrust issues there. You know, this right? is another example of uh, large monopolistic corporations price fixing, and this is not necessarily direct, directly related to prices, but market fixing, um, competition fixing. This is this. There's some illegalities there. I don't know. You know, I, I have a real problem with how slow and how seemingly un, unenthusiastically. Some of the lawmakers are trying to go after big tech. They need to. They need to step this up, and you know this is far more than just the censorship that's going on. And there's a lot of that. It's far more than that. They are basically. You've got three, maybe four, very rich people, men, uh, controlling our entire system. Whether it's political, whether it's social commentary, whether it's. Um, legally whether you know everything about american society right now is at the whim of these four people and thankfully they've only done as much harm as they've done because they could do a hell of a lot more if they wanted to uh, but that's got to end you can't have four people especially four unelected people who have no accountability to anybody uh, being with so much power over American society, our way of life, and they have almost ultimate control of it, and that's got to stop. I think a, I think a lot of this problem is the age of our Congress that they 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 just don't know. They didn't grow up with computers. They don't. They really don't understand how it works. You can tell by the questions that they ask. The younger people get it. The younger people ask the right questions, but they're you know they're not in the power structure. They're not. They haven't been around long enough to have any uh, weight to throw around to get stuff done. But we have quite a few ancient Congress people on both sides of the aisle, and they just don't get it. And they don't understand how powerful they are. I mean, are, and, uh, is this problem only going to be solved once we get rid of the, the old folks in Congress? Um, I don't know what the average age of of a congressperson is i'm sure it's higher 70s. in this i don't think that's true uh, i'm sure it's higher in the senate than it is than it is the house of representatives um but i know that i am i would hazard to guess i'm pretty close to the average age of a representative in congress i would have to say i gotta be close and i get this I understand these issues, not to mention the fact that every one of these Congress people, senators, have staffs that are much younger than they are if they're older. And they're the ones that are that are monitoring issues and making recommendations and pulling together legislation. So even if the congressperson or senator themselves is too old to really understand what's happening, it seems like their staff would offer some type of insight and some type of ideas why do you look like you're driving into the sun all of a sudden you look like you're in tanning oh, because, bed. 
<laughs> because I'm sorry, I just pulled up my because I have new monitors. I just pull. I just Googled. Uh, so the average age of uh, the House of Representatives is 57.6, and the Senate is 62.9. Yeah. So that that's that's so, about what I would have guessed. Um, yeah. So that's not too old. I mean, obviously, if it's an average, yeah. there are some that are older. We know that there are there are yeah. senators in their 80s. We know that's true, and they probably. And those are, have a tough time and those, grasping it. And those are the ones that are in the power seats. That's what I'm saying. We've got these these people that are in power. I mean, Nancy Pelosi's in power, and she's paid off by big tech, so she's obviously not going to do whatever they say because she likes their money. Um, and so do all of them, for that matter. But um, but they're, they're literally not understanding that these men, these white, spoiled, rich, racist men – are going to rule the world if we don't put a squash on them. I mean, that's why China won't allow Google into China. Russia's not even allowing Google into Russia, right? I mean, they figured it out by watching how they destroyed us. But these men are going to destroy our way of life so that they can have control. I mean, again, read the agendas and read the, just cruise the, the World Economic Forum. It's scary stuff what they want to do because they're doing it. Well, you know, I, don't know. I, I, um, I, I don't know. I'm not kind of following you on that path with the with the age of the of the representatives being the problem with this particular issue because there are other issues that age might affect their people's visions or people's understanding, but they still act on those and get those done. I think that this is I, I think this is much more related to the money that big tech puts into the campaigns of most of these representatives, and they do that with obvious intentions. They do that to keep this stuff from happening. So. At some point, we need somebody like, and this is this is Donald Trump's biggest asset. He didn't give a shit about that money. He didn't give a shit about those things. He just wanted to get things done that were good for America. And we need more of those people yep. in, in elected positions to, to push this stuff forward because I'm not sure we're going to get it, uh, you know. I mean, we see all these bills floating around. Tom Cotton's, I like him a lot, um, and he's floated some some uh, big tech uh, antitrust bills, but none of them address what I what I see as the real problems. These are all kind of nipping at the edges, but they don't really take on the real issues. The real issues, for example, when it comes to Google, is that you can't have a, a portal in, in which 80 to 90% of all information flows through. You can't have the people that, that hold that space that uh, that faucet, if you will, that spigot, if you will, you can't have them controlling what gets through and what doesn't. So you've got to either break up Google or you've got to mandate that they don't they don't have those types of restrictions. Um, when it comes to Amazon, Amazon is putting out putting American retail businesses. It's it's putting almost all retail and every business that survives on retail out of business, and uh, that's a problem. And Facebook, I don't see as, as much of an issue. Twitter, I don't think that's as much of an issue. They're just they're ancillary factors in all of this. They are becoming obsolete on their own already. Only old people like us, Britt, use those platforms. <laughs> that's you know, what my kids keep telling me. It's true. It's true. So uh, yeah. they're, they're going to fade away. Um, and the only, other, only thing we can do to protect the future when it comes to that is not allow them to gobble up every new technology that comes along as a competitor. So... I don't know. I, I which think, is, which is what they're trying to do. Oh, of course, yeah. I think that's, yeah. yeah. I mean, I think that was the whole, the whole, you know, I'll scratch your back if you scratch my back. Microsoft, uh, Google thing was, 
We'll take everything out that's coming up, buy it up, use it. I mean, so which again, Steph in our chat room just said, "Did you see Malcolm got booted from Twitter?" Britt, you mentioned that to me last night. You want any, anything you can yes. tell us? What was what, what's going on with that? You know. Well, I I don't know what he has said publicly because I I mean obviously he's not on Twitter, so I, I don't right. know. I know he's, I heard he's starting a Telegram, so maybe he'll talk about it there. It's not my place to say, but yeah, he. He got. I, I. He sent me a screen capture of what they booted him for, and to me, it, it, it's it's petty shit. But the yeah. problem was, is, is is he's a black man that's extremely articulate and very smart, and uh, is with his Substack. If you ever ro- read what he writes, um, it's making headway into the community, uh, the Black American community. So they got to stop guys like him. They can't let. They can't let. Well, what they say in Blazing Saddles, you can't let them get up. Get Google's not letting them get yippity, uppity, uppity. Yeah. That was the word. Yeah. Can't have them getting uppity. So they got to keep them down. So they cut him off at the kneecaps. Yeah. Um, but, you know, he, he's going to come back. I mean, somewhere, some way. I mean, Elle's been canceled like nine times. Right. Um, so she's actually talking to him. I think she's going to do a little report on him uh, or a little write up on him. But I, I think she's going to uh, educate him in the ways that uh, getting canceled is not necessarily a bad thing. So we'll uh, see. I, I want to point out, Gene mentioned in response to my comments about Facebook and Twitter, Gene says, uh, I use Facebook and Twitter. And I think that's the point. I think I think maybe we do, <laughs> our group and our, yeah. and our age group and, and older. But but the, the younger uh, folks are not using them. They're, they're, they're going to other places. TikTok is one of them. TikTok is as bad, if not worse. But, um, you know, it's it, that that technology is ever changing. And, it, you know, the. It's all about fads. It's all about celebrity presence, and people are moving on. You know, you don't have anybody celebrity-wise really talking about Facebook anymore. Nobody, no, you know, it's just no. not. It's they did, you know, ten years ago they were. They're not anymore. Yeah. It's they've moved it's about, on. It's about it's about TikTok and Instagram, and who owns Instagram? Facebook. Facebook. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, they're still making their money, but also again, Facebook make so much of their money off of the back end stuff, harvesting of the information and selling that stuff. So yeah. But it um, is a scary anyway, well, world. And- well, we wish, uh, we wish Malcolm. Well, I, you know, I, I, yeah. I, you sent me the screenshot and it looked to me like it was just a suspension. I don't know. Is it a seven day thing? Do you know? No, he told, I asked him after you said that I asked him, he said, uh, he said, as of right now, he's been told from them it's permanent, but he's appealing it. Um, it's just, again, it's, it just looks like it's just thin skin stuff. I mean, some lady made some comments that were outrageous and he responded with big fancy words. And well, um, I mean, he, so, he was, he, you know, he was I, I, based on what you said, I'm, I want to be careful. Uh, he's, he's, he, yeah. he, he, you know, he, he, he attacked her or, re, or re, uh, responded retaliated. to her, retaliated responded. is a better word. Yep. Um, Gene, I'm not calling you old. I'm sure you're younger than Brit and I. The point is that if you're not if you're not under 30, then you might be using Facebook. Anybody under 30, maybe 40, uh, is is not using Facebook. Uh, that's yeah. the point. So, if if I'm sure we're older than you are, Gene, but but still, anybody, you know, we're, whatever. I'm not going to say any more about that. You decide which which group you want to <laughs> be in. I'm just saying. People in my age group will still use Twitter and Facebook. Britt Brit agrees. But the kids, my kids aren't using Twitter and Facebook. No. Um, Your kids are in their 20s and my yes. kids are in their teens. Yes. And n- none of them are on Facebook. That's right. 
That well, is, I take that. Right. I back up. My kids do have Facebook accounts that they're they're only on that because of the family, the older family stuff. That's yeah, how they can yeah, grip yeah. their I mean, birthdays. My, both of my kids still have an account, and at, my daughter is you know posts stuff on Facebook still. But you know, if 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 it went away tomorrow, it wouldn't matter to her. It's not. It's not. Yeah. It's not like it it's was. It's not the cutting edge stuff. No. It's not the cutting edge stuff. It's no. not the yeah. It's not where it's at. Rebel Take says. That, uh, Rebel says she's 29 and she uses Facebook. All right. Well, you know, I'm. I, it, it's not. I'm not. I'm speaking in generalities. Obviously, there's different differences well, among people. But I am telling you, as as an investor, if I actually, I don't know if I've, I've told about this. I was um, part of the venture capital group that started Facebook. My venture capital group was the initial investor in Facebook. And uh, we guided Facebook, and I, and I say we. I all I I just had money in it. I, I did. It was no part of the active part of it. Um, it was called Elevation Partners. Bono from U two was a major partner, um, and there were some other guys. And um, we put a lot of money into Facebook, guided it to going public. And when Facebook went public, we sold you know all, all, our entire holdings of Facebook. So. I know what the numbers are. I mean, they were part of our quarterly reports. We had very detailed information about Facebook. I know what the numbers are, and I know what they are now. And uh, Facebook has plateaued. I'm, I'm, I can tell you that. Yes. Yeah, it's actually probably going down, which is why they're trying to acquire other stuff. It is going down, but they, they've found new ways to monetize it. And you know, hey, listen, they've got – I mean, any platform that has – any media platform – that has multi-billion users can find yes. a way to make money. There's you can make a lot of money even on the way down. You can make a lot of money with that. But yeah, and there'll be something to take its place. Yep, something that we don't see yet. And big tech will keep doing its thing unless we really go after them and break them up and knock them down, knock them down a peg. But sadly, I think I think we're gonna make Skynet, and uh, you know we're gonna become, we're gonna become the Borg under one big collective. And uh, we're gonna kill off the human race because of big tech. You and your you and your pop culture references. You and your pop culture. There's only references. few I know. <laughs> but it's true. It's coming true. Yeah. Well, it's all coming I, true. Hey, I love uh, uh, Carlin's hat. Um, when she wore it a couple times, it said, uh, "Let's make Orwell fiction again." Because yeah, uh, you know George Orwell's. I mean, talk about prophetic. But you know, it's oh, it's Carlin. It, you don't have Carlin. It, it's you don't even have to uh, be super insightful to have predicted this stuff it's the natural progression of governments our founding fathers predicted all these things our founding fathers knew that if we didn't keep these restraints in place government's tendency government's government only moves in one direction and that's to get bigger and yep. uh you know sadly those those restrictions held it in place for a while but uh i think i think when we hit uh, the 1930s all hell broke loose and you know, FDR's uh, the New Deal. Well, no, the New Deal is during the 30s. World War II didn't right. do it. And then we, well, yeah. and then we rolled into World War II, which kept it rolling because that's what covered up the failures of the New Deal. Yes, ended up that's war, absolutely right? true. The, the, yeah, the, so. the World War II covered up the failures of the New Deal, and it, it gave uh, FDR power that, you know, a wartime president gets. You know, George Bush had had had. Uh, influence and authority because of after 9-11 that he didn't have prior because then he became a wartime president and the American people rallied behind him. FDR had that too. And uh, um, 
and the other thing about FDR is that he served four terms. This was before the am amendment was passed to limit a president to two terms. And prior to FDR, it was just tradition that a president didn't serve more than two terms. And um, but yeah, those the, the New Deal uh, was given credit for taking bringing us out of the depression, but it was really World War II that did it. It was it was the yeah. war. Yeah, the New Deal was just a band aid that was making things worse but better at the same time. It was like an oozing that we just covered up. Yeah, and then yeah. And then, uh, and it never stopped. What never do you went think? Away, what do you th hey, by the way, welcome everybody. If you just joined us, thanks for coming along here on our Sunday Night Leftovers and Rideovers program. This is where Britt and I just ramble, basically. Ramble. We just talk about anything <laughs> we want to. Um, Britt was born in a rambling man, as the Allman Brothers said, and he likes to ramble. So that's what we're doing tonight. Sure. We were going to have Elle on with us to do a deep dive and a discussion about some of the things she's been working on, but... She got zapped by internet and her computer stuff got all fried. So she had to reschedule. We're hoping to have her on next week, uh, next Sunday night's program. Hey, uh, what do you think about this artworks, this artwork thing with Hunter Biden? I mean, can you can you think of anything more brazen and obvious and overt when it comes to scamming money and pe influence peddling? They got caught with the direct stuff. So who sat around in a room and said, I know. Take a straw, dip it in some paint, blow it onto a, can, uh, a piece of paper, and we'll sell it as artwork. And people will pay whatever they want to pay for it, and we'll we'll keep it all secret so nobody knows who they're gonna who's buying it. And you get your money because this little piece of paper that you blew in the straw and the paint went out on it is gonna make you continue to receive millions of dollars and nobody can, else can tell because art the beauty is in the eye of the beholder you know the value of artwork is in the in the in the eye of the collector who's who's to say that that thing that my kindergartner could have made in their classroom isn't worth a half a million dollars if you do it can you believe this yeah. shit you know i i saw that and i just laughed i literally just laughed i mean they're they're so they're so confident they are not going to be held to account for anything the fix is in so deep that they're just doing whatever they want. And, uh, you know, this is it. This is how they do it. This is how the politicians grift. This is how the lobbyists grift. This is how the, the minutia of DC blob of our corrupt government agencies, this is how they grift. And we're, you know, the, you know, it's kind of a blessing that Joe Biden has, has done all this stuff. Cause now we can see it. I mean, we, we had Trump was a blessing that he pulled the curtain back. Joe Biden is a blessing that none of it has stopped. What was it 12 for? I didn't yawn yet. No, I, I'm, I'm trying to fix something. Oh. Um, All right. But so. this, this, this $500,000 uh, anonymous buying of, of this artwork, I wonder how much goes to the big guy. I wonder how much he gets. You know, and, and how, many, how many is he going to, uh, how many is he going to uh, paint? I mean, can he do like four a day? I mean, at 500 grand, I'd, I'd, I'd bang out a bunch of them. I'm sure, yes. dad, I'm sure he's dad, got dozens of them. And there's no quality control. What's to make one good versus another one good? I mean, have you seen uh, these pictures? I, I mean, they don't, they're not showing many pictures of them. You've only, you only see a couple shots of it. It's literally him blowing, putting a straw in paint and blowing it onto the page. I think that I, 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 I think it, that idea so you had. I think I think we, I think we've got a. You had a great idea, Britt, and I I don't often give you uh -oh. credit for this kind of thing. 
Oh, boy. But when we were talking about trying to come up doing some fundraising for this program so we can uh, really, folks, I mean, one of the things that we've wanted to do is be able to advertise the show so we can get beyond uh, YouTube and Google's throttling of the program. So in order to advertise, you got to have some money. So we've been, we were talking about some fundraising ideas. And, you know, we had a whole bunch of, of good ones. But the one that really stuck out to me, and this was inspired, I think, Britt, I think you were inspired by uh, Hunter Biden's uh uh, painting career that's taking off here this this idea where you 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 sit in a in a, on a on a, a pallet of paint and then with your ass and then put sit on a blank piece of paper and do ass print painting i think that was genius <laughs> i think well, yeah, it was I think so we could sell a ton of those so uh, just so you know i i i took that to uh to reality and i tried it yeah and th there's two big problems <laughs> There's two big problems. Number one, it's the paint that gets on the starfish. I mean, scrubbing that is tough. But also, because I'm old, I'm old, I have saggage problems. So my sack also makes a point. Please remember which show we're on, okay? Just remember which show oh, we're doing here tonight. That's why I'm saying sack and not other words. And starfish oh, and sack not other is words. your clean word? Sack is yes. your... You know, I, I, it was so, uh, you know, so now you have these ass prints and this weird starfish <laughs> and then a sack print listen, the, that, listen. Has, that has veins and hair in it. So I don't know who would want to buy that. It looks like an alien. Can you imagine that? Oh, yeah. I guess it, it kind of like does. An alien. <laughs> I guess it kind of does. Um, the but first... let me tell you, I, I, I didn't get it rinsed off fast enough and the paint dried. So I had to sit in my jacuzzi <laughs> with a Brillo pad. And scrub, right, let me listen, tell you, it was rough. Each one of those problems is solvable. The first one that you talked about, as you <laughs> as you put, starfish, uh, I think a, a good coat of Vaseline will take care of that problem. You um, might be right. <laughs> I think so. The other problem, just there, there's got to be, how about how about if you were like a jock strap to hold it all up in place? Because the jock strap has oh, no I, ass. I guess I could have done that. I yeah. could have done that. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. So there well, to be honest with you, this. I didn't. To be honest with you, I didn't think there was going to be this problem because the paint was cold, so I figured they would suck up, <laughs> yeah. but they didn't. Okay. <laughs> there was no shrinkage problem. Oh. So, so you know, so now, so so the original painting. I mean, you if anybody we'll wants do, the one no, off, we'll, we'll do these. We'll do these paintings, and we'll we'll put a, like the liberals are making an ass of themselves or something, and we'll we'll do these paintings, and we'll we'll sell. We can be T-shirts even. No one's going to buy our ass prints. Are you kidding me? No one's going to buy our <laughs> ass prints. I mean, maybe if I was, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, who's the latest hot star, you know, Deadpool guy or. Who's the guy? Momoa. Ray, Jason, Jason Momoa. 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 Maybe if I was one of those guys, it would work. But me, you doing this. No, people are going to they're going to call the cops and they're going to have to put in jail. <laughs> How can that be illegal? I can't. It can't come out so explicit that you can really tell what it is. If if people who buy it's, it know how it was made, that it'll kind of be their little secret. We'll be arrested as a pyramid scheme. <laughs> what well, was that a something. scheme? It's no different than Hunter Biden selling his artwork. In fact, if we Hunter could have Biden is the president's son. He is above reproach. Oh, and you are not allowed to speak about the presidency in that manner. Oh, you not know the rules. Jeez, I still think that I'm was sorry. your best the best idea you've ever had, and um, I think one of these days you're going to realize that how how good it actually was. 
Well, what did chat say? Because I don't have chat up because it makes mm. me look like I'm on the face of the sun. <laughs> is, is chat is chat into this? <laughs> chat seems to like it. I had I did see a couple of people say they'd buy an ass painting. Yeah, uh, but, yeah, but but enough for us to be able to advertise. Well, we got. <laughs> if we get them nicely framed, we might be able to get a pretty penny for them. Um, <laughs> Rebel says, "Yeah, how about no?" <laughs> Yeah, how about God, no, exactly. I think it's a brilliant idea. If Tucker or Tucker, listen, if Hunter Biden can make a half a million dollars on his straw, blow paint through a tube onto a piece of paper art, why can't we do Brit's ass print art and and at least make a thousand bucks? Come on, well, you know, at least with at least with Hunter's artwork blowing through, this, you might get some cocaine within your artwork. That's true. So that might add to the value. That's true. Our Palmer's on cheese. <laughs> That's true too. Man, oh. what a train wreck that kid is! Well, all oh, of, it's all unbelievable. Of these kids are a train I, that that, that it, the picture that's uh, been shown a bunch of times um, of him with his mouth open. He looks like he's I don't know if he's getting ready for a procedure for his teeth, but his teeth are all rotted out. Yep. Oh, that's that's yeah, disgusting. He, yeah, he has cracked baby teeth. Yeah, it just it just blows my mind. Then you look at Trump and his kids, and they're I mean they're all put together well and. Yeah, just a difference. Different parent, a difference. You know, that's a so, different that, parents that, make. That's so true, um, and it's actually really indicative. If you look at, you've got, I don't know how to. Just, I want to try to say it delicately, but you know, Joe Biden, who has been in public service all of his life, privileged, protected because he's been a member of Congress and the Senate, and then Vice President. Um, you know. And 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 I don't I don't know much about his son Bo. Apparently, his son Bo was a decorated military veteran. He and he ended up dying of cancer. So I don't. Maybe it's not a rule. It's just an exception. But it's so common to see the exception where somebody of privilege like that um, ends up like Hunter Biden. Whereas yeah. Donald Trump, who worked hard all of his life, regardless of what he started with or didn't start with instilled that same work ethic in his children and and i mean i'm sure they have skeletons in their closets that we're not aware of but for the most part they're very they're very uh intelligent articulate hard-working people each i'm pretty each on their own right i'm pretty confident that if there were any skeletons in trump's or the kids closets the media the government this the three-letter agencies would have found it and leaked it i mean when 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 the when the New York State prosecutors investigate with the full authority of the state in an endless budget for years, and they come up with oh your chief something executive uh, didn't claim his parking as uh, as, a, a perk <laughs> as a taxable tax, perk yeah that, that's that's the big that's the big outcome of your investigation I I, I am of the mind that Trump ran the cleanest company ever in the city of New York. Because they would have found it, they would have went after it, they and they didn't. They were not able to. And, I, and, and I, it's so funny. And you know, the thing is, and as you just pointed out, that's really the ridiculousness of this charge. It's basically you didn't claim your free parking as a taxable benefit to your job. That's and they took the guy away in handcuffs, as though he was a guy in Chicago shooting people. <laughs> I mean, yep. they don't do that to those folks. They're shooting people all every weekend, every all year long. This guy. No, that didn't pay taxes on a parking benefit and they haul him off in handcuffs handcuffs talk about doing this for show talk about a perp walk talk about 
it, it just that was a message. A political witch hunt. That was this, a message. This is that your was a message to anybody this that is thinks your, that they're going to come in and. I just said this is your nation under Democrats. This is what they yeah. do. God, we have to get rid of these people. Get them out of office. Yeah, yeah this was uh, this was a message that that don't don't any of you any of you other business people think you're going to come into our house and change our gig. We're gonna if you're and also if Trump runs again, don't you even think of helping this guy? Don't you? I mean, but I hope we I hope we have like I hope I hope he. Number one, I hope he's smarter about who he surrounds himself with and gets rid of Jared Kushner. Um, I mean, he can be there, but he has no power. Um, don't listen to that bastard. But I hope he does make smarter, smarter employment decisions and who he surrounds himself with. Listen, if he I mean, does, when, if he does run again, again, you know, I don't think he will. But if he yeah. does, and if he gets elected, I think, I think this four years of in between is going to give him such a perspective. And now with the yeah. experience of the first term to, after, I mean, he comes in, remember the first term comes in, it took him a, co a couple of years really to get it figured out. Right. Yeah. I mean, he tried to do stuff right in the beginning, but he had to figure the system out and he's figured yep. it out. And and so many of the things that he said were, were happening at the time that the media would say, Oh, that's one well, of these are conspiracy theories. You know, here's Trump spouting off. Again. He was right. Almost. In, on everything he said and the things that we haven't found out he's right about yet we just haven't found out yet you know what i'm saying those things are still just yeah. out there not not proven or disproven so now you ha he's got the experience of the first term and unlike a two-term president where you, you know you roll right into the second term and you're kind of still shackled by the same problems and no he has a four-year put put your plan together figure shit out, figure out who your people are, um, you know, put your pieces in place, chess pieces everywhere, and then come back in on a second term after four years out of office. I can't, I, I, to me, it'd be, it'll be the biggest steamroller we've ever seen come into Washington. I hope it happens. I truly do. I, I, I feel the man is due a second chance with all the BS that we now know that happened. And I hope he goes through there and just wipes out all those agencies. Everybody, the FBI, everybody on the ninth floor, that's the executive floor. You're all fired, gone, goodbye. Um, and, and, half the, and half the foot soldiers, gone. Just get rid of them. The CIA, yeah, we don't need you anymore. Your, your entire division is gone. Uh, just go through and just gut them. Just, just can you imagine? Can, can you imagine if you tried to do some of these big things let's say that let's say let's say go after china in a more aggressive way let's say tackle the fbi and the cia and the, i mean if he if he had done them before we'd had this window in between where we actually saw that this shit was for real where, where a lot of this stuff came out which it wouldn't have come out if he was still in office it would have been still hidden and it would have been harder to harder to get to the truth but but because of the brazenness of the democrats right now we're learning a lot we are seeing yep. a lot. So now, Trump or whomever, let's say Ron, Ron DeSantis, I'm hoping that Ron DeSantis, if he, I honestly think he's going to be our next president, if he goes in there, he can go in with, with the same type of, you know, pull back the curtains attitude and fix this stuff. Because if he doesn't, then we're just, we're just done. If we're just, it's just done. Yeah. But either way, they've got all of this knowledge now to 
employ. If if he were to go uh, move against China and say, you know what, you're done taking sucking our money out of our out of our country. You're done sucking our jobs out of here. You're done taking our profits, our intellectual property. You're done. We're not going to feed you. We're not feeding you the beast so that you can grow and then devour us. You're done. At this point, after what we know about the, the, the lab leak and all this stuff, he'd get the support to do it. Whereas if, if we didn't have this information, he wouldn't have gotten yeah. it. You know what I mean? It's it's a whole yeah. different world. This If he goes back in, this four-year in between is probably the best thing that ever could have happened to him. Yeah, I think you're right because then he can just then he will be able to do what he wants, and there's no media covering it up because we're not going to listen to the media this go-around. Here's the other thing I'm wondering. It's going to be interesting to see what happens is how uh, patriots in this country, people who are just good, honest Americans, how are they going to – are we going to be super vigilant on the next voting? And if anything weird starts happening, there's going to be a thousand people going, uh-uh, well, that's no another, way. That's another benefit of this four-year interval here that, I mean, in addition, let's, again, whether it's Trump or, 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 or Trump's replacement, whatever, we know now, and they have four years to put a, put a system in place that's going to monitor and be a reactionary force and be a prevention preventionary force or preventative force, whatever for all this stuff that, that we now know either happened or we suspect happened. So again, we have, this is, this is, this is a blessing, this four year window. Plus it, we've just seen how absolutely bat shit crazy the Democrats are. Right. So lucky wiener, just posted uh, the CPAC in Dallas straw poll. Ninety percent of the attendees are willing to vote for Trump if he runs. Yeah, so no, he's I still think, got. A, I think yeah, I don't, still got a pretty good grab. Yeah, but I mean, you don't 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 put words in my mouth. I have never said that if he runs, he's not going to get it. Not gonna, he will. No, 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 yeah, yeah. I'm saying that I don't think he runs, but that's just me. Yeah, I mean, Caddy threw up twenty one percent for DeSantis. Uh, what the in a primary amongst the Republicans. But uh, I think DeSantis, because DeSantis is still young, um, he lets Trump play out whatever Trump wants to do. If Trump wants to run, DeSantis should say, it's your ball to run with, because he's got years ahead of him. If, um, if, if my, my guess, if tr- I don't think Trump, I just don't think he's going to run. If he does, my guess is that it'll be DeSantis with him. It'll be, it'll be a Trump-DeSantis ticket. Which would be amazing. And then we will have 12 years. We'll have four with Trump. And then eight with DeSantis uh, to get and this hope- shit fixed. And hopefully that's enough. But then, you know, we got, we, we also, we, we also have to deal with the house and the Senate for that matter. I mean, it, it's amazing. You look at the house and, you know, you look at the polls of the people and we all hate the Congress. I mean, oh, not, Congress not, the polls, like not the polls of the fences. I mean, I've, I've seen a lot of polls in those fences. Or, or not the stripper polls either. Oh, okay. No so you didn't ask those. the stripper polls. You, you, yeah, you no, looked no, at no, the no. polls of the people. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, of the people. The polls of the people. The polling of the people. How about polling? The polling of the people. Although I would like, anyway, we're not going to go to the wrong show. Um, but Congress has what, like a 9% approval rating? Everybody hates Congress. Everybody, oh, Congress, you know, Senate, how, uh, but my guy's great. So I'm going to keep voting for my guy. But the rest of you suck. And so we never change anything. And until we get that handled, I mean, it just makes it a lot more difficult. Because in theory, the president can only do so much. Executive orders only go so far. I mean, look at what happened. Trump had the economy roaring until the pandemic hit. But 
But as soon as Biden gets in office, man, he voided everything. And now we have the train wreck that we have that they will there that they're now blaming on Bush. But, you know, um, we're going to take care of much of the congressional problem in 2022. So that'll already have been resolved to a degree. I think so. Uh, well, it depends what you mean. If if you mean us getting uh, Republicans getting majority, yes, I do think so. If you if it means getting you know Mitch McConnell and uh, Kevin McCarthy out of leadership positions, probably not. However, yeah, both I'm, of them, both I mean Mitch McConnell, I don't know because he and Trump have had a very very rocky relationship since Trump left office. Uh, but I think they both McConnell and McCarthy recognize the seriousness of the people that will support Trump. And I don't mean that in a threatening way. I think they 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 recognize that these people mean business and they're not going to put up with that bullshit anymore. And it and 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 something's got to change. And maybe that'll mean they, that they you know maybe Mitch McConnell leaves the Senate. I mean who the hell knows? I you know he you know he's old enough that he might go. Who knows? That could be a good thing. <clears throat> um, I mean, Mitch McConnell, I've got mixed feelings about. He, he's 50-50. I mean, Schumer, I hate 100% of the time. Mitch McConnell, right. I only hate 50% of the time. So that's an improvement. <laughs> but, I mean, Mitch McConnell has done some things that I applaud, and then he's done some things that I just, like, hold my nose and say, what the fuck? Are you, excuse me. What the hell are you doing, you cuddle muffin? <laughs> what are your thoughts on McCarthy? Uh, I believe he's kind of a milk toast, not particularly aggressive or principally stand or uh, doesn't have a real principled stance um he's not you know where i'm not impressed by him i'm not i don't look at him and i don't i'm not impressed you know was you know who his roommate is right or where he rents yeah i know i know all this stuff yeah it's he lives with frank luntz yep yeah i mean he 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 needs to go in leadership, but will the Republicans have the the fortitude to do that? Because I mean, he's next in line because they all follow that. Yeah, but next here, in line here's the thing BS. about McCarthy. I think McCarthy can be can be moved. He can be pushed. He can be. He's not Nancy Pelosi. Can't be moved and pushed. Nancy Pelosi no. is. Well, she's drunk. Is, is is you know she's she rules with an iron gavel. McCarthy kind of floats with the with the prevailing wind. He's all about mm. Trump when Trump is popular. He's all you know. He just kind of floats in there. So I think even if he were to stay there and he if he became becomes Speaker of the House, I think he will become an ally of Trump or the Trump movement because I think he'll feel that's most expedient for him. And I agree, Randall. Too many rhinos, and we need to expose. The, the the thing that baffles me the most is this whole Liz Cheney, Adam Kissinger. Uh, I, I always want to say Kissinger, but it's Kingsinger, right? Kissing, Kissinger. Is it Kissinger. Kissing, Kissinger, or is it Kingsinger? I don't remember. Whatever. I don't know. I think know. it's Kissin, Kissinger. Adam. Kissinger. <laughs> Whatever. Adam <laughs> K. He's an, he and, and, and uh, Cheney, what is their deal? What is their freaking deal? I mean, Liz Cheney is honestly one of the most conservative members of Congress. But what the hell is her fixation on January 6th and Trump and this whole thing? You know what? Just shut. I, it's just it's political suicide for her. She, I don't know how she can look at this and think this this plays well for her. There's no constituency in the Republican side for what she's doing. None. I don't know. It baffles me. 
And if you're that principled about it, then be that. But you don't have to freaking make a public stand on it. And you don't have to die on that hill. And you don't have to enable Nancy Pelosi's January 6th commission, which is only empowered to keep this in the news until the midterms. That's the only reason it's there. It's to be used as a cudgel against the Republicans in the midterms. What are you showing us here? Peaceful protests. Oh, yeah, the peaceful protests, yeah. This is the peaceful protests that uh, Antifa does. Select all and the they get released. They, they get released from jail. Yep. And yet the January 6th people are still in solitary confinement. They've arrested about 425 people so far, all in solitary confinement, in the most horrific of, of conditions, um, and because they're a threat to the nation. So the, the group that has the most guns and ammunition in the world outside of government apparently tried to overthrow one of the strongest governments on the planet with the biggest military, and they forgot to bring their guns. So that's an insurrection, armless people. But this, armless, down businesses. Oh, Brett, 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 Brett. Armless people? <laughs> arm, armless. Arm, no, they didn't have any firearms. How would you say that? Unarmed, I would say, not armless. Oh, unarmed. Armless yeah, means they are, well, they're like the guy oh. in the photo for well, the diversity thing. They've got no arms. <laughs> Well, if, if, if they were there on January 6th, they'd be in jail right now. But unarmed um, people are an insurrection. But Antifa, that burns businesses down, uh, 26, 27 people have been killed. Um, uh, they've uh, vandalized uh, billions and billions of dollars apparently now. That's all peaceful. But they don't need to go to jail. They get released. They get they, they, uh, Kamala Harris helps set up a, 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 a legal fund, a... a bailout fund bail fund that's what we're going for um but uh but yeah the january 6th people get to sit in uh solitary confinement little daughter little little old ladies walking through the door the cops open the door you know i was watching another podcast listening to another podcast and they had on a lawyer who's representing uh 13 14 people ish uh that are january 6th people that have been arrested and he said every one of them they're going to court and they will be deposing they're not settling anything out of court. These are charges filed against them. They're not going to let the government drop them. They are going to court, and they are going to call all of the Capitol Police onto the stand, government officials onto the stand, get them under oath, and pull all that stuff together, which I can't wait for that. And then we'll get to the bottom of that 14,000 hours of security. Yeah, well, that's, they will not that's, that's the telling thing right there. There's no reason for that. They're, they're not even allowing the people who are who need it for their defense to access this yeah. Which which is doesn't seem I don't know how they can get away with it's that. Dirty. I don't see. I don't know how they can get dirty. away with that. This was not an insurrection. It's no different than what than what they've done at the Supreme Court with the pro life protests, uh, pro abortion protests, or or the whole Kavanaugh thing where they were trying to. I mean, there were people out banging on the door and kicking the door and breaking stuff. Or I mean, there's been sit-ins where they they taken over the Senate building and stopped process. I mean, it's all happened before. Yeah, it has. This it's, is just this no. is. It's this happened a bullshit. lot. They took, they've taken over state houses. They, you know, this is this has happened over and over again. Kelsey, where are you? Where are you that uh, that uh, millions damage caused in your city? Was it uh, were you in Minneapolis or Seattle? Which I know the Minneapolis mayor was there protesting or Portland. Where were you? There was this was not a an insurrection. It was a. It was a no. it was a protest. Oh, I know what I was going to say. So so Friday night's uh, Tucker Carlson show. In addition to having that really funny piece about that diversity 
thing from the director of national intelligence. He featured an email, and I don't remember the details of this. He featured some comments from, I think, somebody else who does a podcast. And I think it was in the form of an email or something. But he read it, and it basically was a it was a response. Pardon me? It was a Twitter thread. Was it? What you're talking about. So you yeah, know what I'm talking Twitter. about? Oh, yeah. Okay. It was, it was amazing. It, yeah, it was basically outlined why, you know, I, I don't know even how to describe it. It's why people got frustrated in January 6th happened. Yep. Why people are now frustrated and and asking for things like the Maricopa County audit and and it it really puts it in into a into a uh, a sequential order that makes it so poignant and so so accurate and it really illustrates why people like us and I'm sure most of the folks watching the show tonight have such feel such frustration with this process right now and you can understand why things boil over and if boiling yeah. over means a bunch of people walking through the Capitol building with r- r- waving American flags and wearing MAGA hats, you know, that's a small price to pay uh, for the amount of frustration that a lot of people feel. And, uh, you know, they didn't burn anything down. We did see some footage of them using things to break doors in, to get in or windows or whatever. Uh, I don't condone any of it, none of it. However, you showed uh, the pictures of the peaceful protests that were going on all damn summer and the breaking into to businesses and, and looting them to the point where there's nothing left on the shelves to the tunes of billions of dollars. And you can't even get a condemnation out of the left on that stuff, nor do any of those people have to pay a, a criminal penal, penalty for it. So it's, it's absolutely ridiculous. Don't let them push you around. Don't let them push you around. Yeah, they, they so, win if we let them push us around. Keep calling them out. So yeah, I'm, what I'm going to do is I'm going to you know what I'm going to send you this link, JV. We can put it in the show notes or mm-hmm. in the. Uh, it, this is worth reading. Everybody. It really is. It um, really is. It, it it really sums up my personal belief and why I think the way I think. This guy nailed it on multiple multiple layers. I think there's only one thing in here I don't uh, necessarily agree with, but we'll put the link below. Uh, in the show notes for this video, it, it is absolutely worth worth reading. I just can't. Unfortunately for me, I I got a whole new desk set up and I moved my monitors back, and they're in the blur zone now of my glasses. So I'm oh I have to go God. to the eye doctor. Oh yeah, it's God. all in the blur zone. I mean, I guess if I go like this, I might be able to read. <laughs> but you know, it is what it is. Yeah. But I will. Uh, I'm going to send you this link right now in the VMix chat. And uh, but yeah, it is. I was like, ah, spot on. And then Tucker Carlson actually read it. I mean, he read most of it. Um, but yeah, he definitely nailed it spot on. And it's, it's, uh, yeah. And it's, it's not, sad. it's, you know, it's not, it's not like some intellectuals perspective. It's actually really heartfelt and, uh, grassroots. Yeah. And I don't think this guy's a Trump supporter. I, I think he was just, uh, I don't, I don't, I didn't take that from him. Um, hey, did you see that? Did you see that uh, that mom and kid on the bike riding, and the kid ripped the American flag out and threw it on the ground? The little American yeah, flag was stuck I did. in the. Yep. You know, I I found some. Uh, I found a video, and I, I it's kind of similar. I was, I was thinking to myself, and how does this stuff happen? And now I can't. Oh, here it is. But then I was looking around, and I found this video. Hold on, let me start it over again. 
So children stopping on the American flag. The mom just watches. Yeah, that's sick. And then here we have a little older children now. Burning the Israeli flag. Now they're burning all the flags. You know, this is how the propaganda works. Jesus. British flag, Israeli flag. And American flag was in there, That's too. a Palestinian flag in the back there. So these are Palestinians. Yes, yeah, it's Gaza Oh, Strip. it does even say it right in the description there. Yeah, I just, I, 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 I see them pull up and that mom just... So what kind of life is that kid going to have growing up in that kind of propaganda that you, you're a white kid, you suck, you're an oppressor, it doesn't matter what you do, no, but see, here, you're always going to be no, an oppressor. See, this is the thing. You're missing an important point of this, and I think a lot of people having this discussion are missing the important point. The important point is that white people are all those things unless you do what that kid just did, and then you absolve yourself of that, and you rise above it. That is your ticket out of being the things that you're talking about in your mm. being. But 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 that only lasts so long. The machine, the, the, that machine needs someone to oppress all the time. Once they're done oppressing the white, then what do they go to? They're going no, to look I, the next. I, they're probably I'm, Asians because no, 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 they're no. white adjacent. Don't, yeah, don't mistake me. What I just said for being uh, some kind of legitimate justification. This is how they think. Is what I'm saying. They think by doing what they just did, they are better than all the things that they're that they're being taught and told about. You know, they become one of the good guys by doing that. But you're right. This this is all about the consumption of hatred. And in, in, if if it runs out of hate to consume, it'll create more. Am I depressing you now? No, it's it's just it's uh, not much I can say about it. What I can say is this though. Um, I just stuck my hand in my pocket and I have a tissue that went through the wash. It's better than belly button lint. <laughs> no, that's not what I wanted to say though. What, what I wanted to say is that the reason this nation is the most successful, most powerful, most humane, most gregarious, most philanthropic is because of the values that we started with and that we held to for a lot of years. And what these other people are trying to do is they're trying to replace those values with some foreign values, some kind of quasi-Marxist values in, in the name of justice. And all that'll accomplish is that it'll take all the good we've done and all the good our future could hold and destroy it immediately and make us as mediocre as every other place on earth. You look at the ideas that these people are coming at us with. Those ideas come from cultures that fail. You've mentioned it a thousand times. You know, you talk about Venezuela, you talk about any other Marxist society. Those ideas have created failures of civilization, not successes of civilization. And they hold them up to be our ideals. They are trying to force us into a conversion to accept those cultures and abandon ours. And all that will do was will it will be create the same mediocrity that all those ideas have created all over the world throughout history. So we have to resist it. It's easy to see how dangerous it is. It's easy to see what the outcome will be. And we just have to stop being silent about it. We're starting to see places, school board meetings, um, shows like this. We're starting to see places become vocal about this. And I'm hopeful 
that enough people are starting to see the writing on the wall and understand that the only way we stop it is to A, stop listening to these cuddle muffins when they open their mouths, call them out for what they are, ridicule their ideas because they are ridiculous, and stand strong on our principles. That's how we defeat it. And that's how, you know, apart from all the other problems we have to fix in the government, our most important task right now is to stop this effort to cultural culturally shift shift this country to a failure. It seems so big, so insurmountable. No, I don't think it, it does. It's such a- I, I think I, I think it, it, like you, like me, if every one of us just says, I'm just not accepting it. I am not accepting you telling me I'm racist because I'm a because I'm a white person. I'm not accepting it. You're wrong. You don't know me. I don't judge people based on their color. I judge people based on their character. I, I, I judge people on their behavior. I when people loot stores, I don't care what color their skin is. I don't like them. When people wear their pants down to their knees instead of up around their waist, I don't care what color you are. I think that looks ridiculous i don't care what you call me and that's what we all have to think man grumpy white man grumpy patriot grumpy <laughs> honest hard-working american who made something of himself from nothing that's what i am and nobody helped me. Nobody did it for me. I worked my ass off. When I was in college, I worked 60 hours a week, full-time job plus overtime, just to fucking survive and pay my way through college and to build upon my future, build for my future. Nobody, nobody sitting around whining about their student loans has any traction with me. Yeah, this, uh, that book, mm. uh, uh, How to Be Anti-Racist. Mm-hmm. Which, of course, today I was told that, well, that's a good book to read. Just by the title, you got to read that. It's a good book. Everybody should read that. It has a, it has a whole section on how capitalism is a horrid system because uh, it doesn't have equal outcomes. Okay. For people. I think you should buy that book, and I think you should take that book. Don't open it. Take it. Take it in front of the person who recommended or asked you to read it. Hold it up and put a fucking match under it and watch it burn because that's all it's worth. Well, I don't buy books anymore. I do it on audio. I'm I'm speaking figuratively, but the bottom line is why you'd pay money to to read or listen to something like that. It's it's garbage. Absolute trash. So so when the left, someone from the left, because I get this kind of shit all the time. Well, did you read it? Did you see it? Did you go look at it? Did you? I go, yeah, I read it. Have you read it? You should read it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I read it. I also read Mein Kampf. I also read Solonsky's Rules for Radicals a couple times, actually. You know, blah, 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 blah. You got to read the stuff so that you can... When they say that, go, oh, yeah, I, I absolutely did read it. Um, but it just, it just cracks me up that not equal outcome. Well, equal outcome is communism. How'd that work for Lenin? And the, what was it, 12 million people he killed? How's that working for China? The genius, the genius of our founding is that we, the founders recognize there is no equality of outcome. But there, nope. is a, there, there is a quality of opportunity. And what you make of yourself is up to you. Yep. As long well, as we can, as long as we can continue to provide that promise of equal equality of opportunity, then we have the best civilization humankind can provide. When we start to change it, which they're trying to do right now, to change it to equality of outcome, then you have a mediocre, listless, unproductive society. 
as all these other failed societies have taught us. And the problem with the people that are pushing this stuff, the Stacey Abrams of the world, the Cory Bushes of the world, they have no fucking idea what they're talking about in terms of historical lessons. They don't know. They have no goddamn idea. What would, what would the world be like if there was no America? You know, would we... Would we be, would, would, would we have event, would, would, you know, would there be the automobile plant? Blah, don't, don't flap your lips. Up like that. <laughs> you got, you're like a stuck record there for a second. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, but I mean, think about the stuff that we've invented, that this country has invented, that this country, because, and, and honestly, I mean, it's in the pursuit of the dollar. I mean, people wanting to make money. People I mean, wanting to profit is the best motivator humankind can provide. And so what? If 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 it, if it was a profit incentive for penicillin to be invented, who gives a shit? How much good has penicillin given us? If it was a profit incentive for the iPhone to be created, now you can argue whether the iPhone's good or bad, but it certainly ha everyone's got one or something similar, and they use them and they love them. If it was a profit incentive to create that, so what? They created a product that everybody wants. Profit incentive is not evil. Get over that idea. And I'm not saying you, because I know you don't think that. Get over nope. that fucking idea. There's nothing wrong with profit incentive. You know what there is something wrong with? Going into stores and stealing their shit and running out the front door with it. There's something well, wrong with that. Well, 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 I was, I, but I was told that they have insurance. That's what the let me tell you something about said. let me tell you something about the insurance discussion. Everybody's going to start paying that bill. Because when insurance yeah, companies pay out like that, what happens to everyone's rates? They all go up, not just the people who are filing the claims. Everybody's insurance rates go up. So watch your insurance bills. Watch them go up because of this crap that's going on. Yeah. Man, you're the one with the energy tonight. I'm like over here like blah blah blah. You're a, you're like on a rant. It's awesome. We're almost ready to call it a night, but um, I haven't yawned yet. I know I'm at, you've had no yawns and no whatnots, none well, that that you've not seen. Well, I'm I'm suspicious of the one there, but I just I just want to move out to the middle of nowhere, build my little cabin, and put my sign up that says "Stay off my lawn." <laughs> Go away! I don't want any. Britt wants to be the grumpy old man is sooner rather than later. You're looking to get there as quickly as you can. <laughs> you have no idea. Uh, let me ask you this. I let, just, you know, I often think about the the, the that idea. You know, we've talked. We, we both talked about this idea of maybe moving to Tennessee, whatever. And you know, and if when oh, excuse me, excuse me, because we talked about it. <laughs> excuse me. Let me let me fix this here. Uh huh. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. There we go. Um, we've talked about it, and there is an appeal to it. However, I'm not ready to be the grumpy old man yelling at kids to get off my lawn. I'm not – I mean, there's still some value in, in interacting with people and being – Is there? Doing things. I think I, – listen, I, I do. I think so. Wait, wait. You're the one that stays in your basement 23 hours a right. day. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely know? right. I am so the one. So should we be taking this advice from you? No. Yeah. See this little cave that you have me in right here, this little background. <laughs> That's what you really want to do. <laughs> this is where I want to live. I would totally live here. I'll put a tent up, pull my trailer in, whatever. Uh, uh, Rebel says uh, Dinesh D'Souza's video. Uh, let me see. It's uh, America. Imagine the world without her. I've not seen that. Have you watched it? No, I haven't. I need to watch it. I'm going to. I think I it might be on Prime. Good. I might watch it tonight, actually. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that wouldn't be, and then there wouldn't be, and then there'll be a lot more warm because we've. 
you know, with our military saying, no, you don't, you guys don't get to fight. You only get to fight when we say you get to fight. So we probably stopped a lot of potential wars just on that. That's I'm sure that's absolutely true. We've been a, a firewall of freedom for um, at least a hundred years. I wouldn't say we've always mm-hmm. been that because I don't think we were that prior to world war one and really world war two, but world war one was our first, uh, what would you call it? Was it was the first time that we made a significant commitment to uh, interjecting ourselves into international uh, conflict? Yeah, and um, and then World War Two was even was that times times ten. But uh, you know, a lot of people don't yeah. think that the that Nazi Germany and and uh, fascist Italy would have won and Japan would have won World War Two, even if we hadn't entered that but i don't think that's true i honestly think that um the united states because you have to remember something even before the united states became actively involved in the war we were supplying russia and the united kingdom with almost all of their materials for war yeah uh without those materials they would not have been able to do what they did no, we didn't so and now with all of our factories you know gone shut well, down that's, that's the scary thing i mean that's the scary thing if, How if fast we, can we ramp back up? That's the scary thing. Uh, we wouldn't yeah. be able to. Not nearly. It would take. It would take years for us to ramp up to us. So, the, so if we get into a conflict now, we have to win with what we've got because yeah. th- there's no. I mean, yeah, we can produce some planes. We can, but nothing like the scale of what we did in World War II. Yeah, because we had the close. steel factories here. We had everything here. We could just go. I mean, that's we go. Right. We 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 fight with China. They go no more steel. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That, that, we it, don't have the we don't we do not have the plants literally. That's, and and we had them. And Biden just ended the tariffs on Chinese steel, China which steel. which yep. kept our plants viable. I'm not a big tariffs guy, but I am a big anti-China guy. And whatever we have to do to get our businesses and our factories and our money back from China and stop. And as I said it earlier, stop feeding this beast that's going to devour us. Anything yep. we have to do. Anything we have to do, yeah, we're like a, do we're like a, we're like what's his name in Sh- Little Shop of Horrors feeding. Yes, the plant. Feed me, Seymour. I'm really curious about that. Since the very first time you made the reference to Little Shop of Horrors, you've done it like five times on this show. What is it about that movie and that concept that is so fresh in your memory all the time? Because it has jazz hands. <laughs> okay. Right. No, I just I, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's just a weird one for you to keep referencing. I I find it odd. Well, I mean it, it, but it's so metaphorically accurate in so many things we do. I mean, basically, he fed the thing that killed. Okay, him I'll, I'll I'll give you that. I'll give you that. But beyond yeah. that, why? There's a lot of things you could reference that have that same metaphor. Why that movie? Rick Moranis and the Little Shop of Horrors. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Why I like it. What year was that out? Oh, geez, it had to be eighty eight. Late eighties. Last uh, year I graduated. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I don't know. I don't know. Oh, I like it. That one in Rocky Horror. Rocky Horror is Although a classic. Ro- Rocky Horror is a classic. I've seen Rocky get, Horror over a hundred times. I get that. Probably you know, it's pretty. It's pretty. It's pretty invigorating to be able to talk with you and actually be able to talk at the same time and not have the audio, audio dropping out all the time. I know. Oh God, thank God you fixed that shit. I know. Jesus. Thank God I I'm brilliant. Software. Thank God I'm brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, you and your big coconut. Thank God you got a big head. Yeah, well, you and, Put I, that brain you in. and I share genetics somehow that way. Yeah. <laughs> our, but, family but tree goes, our family tree goes back to some big giant-headed guy somewhere <laughs> <laughs> generations some alien. ago. Oh, my God. 
like that skull they just found over in uh, oh, Japan yeah. somewhere, or somewhere the the Neanderthal skull. That's like, whoa, where'd this come from? Yeah, in China. It was in a well in China. China. Okay, yeah. Probably gonna turn out to be fake, but you probably. Watch. But back to chunk. But back to the tariffs. I mean, you say you're an anti-tariff guy, and I am too an anti-tariff guy. But what China's doing is cheating. I mean, when you have a steel factory, because it's China and they own everything, the steel factory has a product. Here in America, they got to pay the electric bill, which is probably a hundred thousand dollars a month. Over in China, they're no, you don't have to pay that electric bill. Yeah, that's they not don't cheating. Have all- I don't, I don't consider that cheating though. That's you know, we could do the same thing if if that's the way we wanted to go, but we don't. Um, I don't see that. That's just you know, you can call it unfair competitive practices. I think they just have a different set of rules, and that's just the way it is. Right, but but we as Americans have made a decision mm-hmm. that we want our rules to incorporate the environment, to incorporate uh, worker safety, to incorporate you know you 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 get a fair wage, you get your check. We 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 have all these regulations to make the environment better, the people better, etc. In China, well, I mean they don't care; they kill right. their people. So left that's their date. prerogative, I suppose. I don't so, I don't impugn them for that. That. That's, I mean, quite honestly, we have gone overboard with the regulation. We have gone overboard with the, you know, the OSHAs and the unions and the, and the environmental protections. And, you know, we've made it almost impossible for a business to put a factory up because the environmental review takes years to get through. And then you get the protesters, you know, so we've done a lot of this to ourselves. But but my point is we as Americans, because we live in a first world country, we've made the decisions that we want that stuff protected. I don't have a problem with saying to the rest of the world, if you want to bring your products into us, you need to have these protections on how you manufacture it or don't bring it to us. Therefore, we have to buy our own stuff. And then if our pricing goes up and we get too pissed off, we're going to look at our politicians and go, "What well, you guys are overdoing it. Stop. And then we'll have, it'll have to equal itself out. But letting China just pollute like they do. I mean, that big that big Texas-sized float of plastic in the middle of the oceans from them. Um, if we let them pollute and kill their people, you know, just be China basically, not have anything. And then they ship their stuff their their stuff in for pennies on the dollar compared to what it costs for us. I'm not okay with it. To me, that's not a level playing field. That's that's they're over there doing dirty shit. Okay, so by they're that standard, by that standard, you've got to go country by country and look yep. at every one of their practices and and make tariff adjustments according to the level of discrepancy between that. That it's not a workable economy. You can't think do of, that. Think about think about having our federal governments focus on other countries and not us. They'll have to focus on everything that's, outside the country uh, that's coming in. I mean, no, but, then, but then, bottom line then, is okay. So you you know I you mean, buy you have, buy a candy a, bar from from Holland. You're gonna have to pay an eight cents tariff. So if you get it from well, Italy, it's gonna second. be seven well, cents. If you get wait it from second. Germany, it's gonna second. be twenty two cents. I mean, wait a second. Wait a second. All those countries that you just mentioned have EPAs, have workers protection. Okay, have, do you so know? Are, do they, are they identical? Are they exact? Are they the same? Are you uh, talking about the same what, levels of protections or different? Maybe am, maybe we're going to have to discount their product because they have better protection. This I I don't believe I don't I know the argument you're you're giving here and I understand it and it's a legitimate one. I just don't agree with it. I don't think that that's. I think you know. I don't. Every country has well, the autonomy to create yeah. its the, the marketplace it wants to create. And then, and therefore, they, we have the autonomy to say, "Don't bring your shit to us." And if you want to, you're putting a tariff on it so that we can be competitive because we want our employees protected and we want our environment clean. 
And, I, and don't get me wrong. I do believe we, we are over, over-regulated a little and, and too harsh on a lot of this stuff. But what China's doing, I am not okay with. I don't I mean, care. What, just, I don't care what China's doing. Honestly, I don't care what they're doing to their environment. I don't care what they're doing to their people. They have to figure that out. Their people have to figure that out. Their people should be uh, at a point where they're no longer willing to accept that, and they're they're throwing off no, the shackles of not. this government. But what That's I do have a problem know. with is them stealing our businesses, our companies, our capital, our uh, intellectual uh, proprietary. Uh, secrets and property and then reselling them to us. I have a problem with that. And that needs to stop, especially because no, especially because the money that they're, the profits they're making from that, they're turning themselves into a military juggernaut that is going to steamroll Asia and, and change the face of the free world if we don't stop them now. That's the problem I have. Whether they pollute, whether they have uh, EPA, whether they have $2.50 minimum, I don't give a shit what they do. That's up to them. I do care about the geopolitical stuff. Let's... Um, yeah, I have a hard time with that. I, I just... I, I think it's I think it's also a way for us to get them to up their ante. I, see, the problem is their people don't know freedom. They, they generation after generation... Them, but we don't want them to up the ante. What if they said tomorrow, okay, yeah, we're going to change all this stuff, whatever, and they need some of these... And then we're going to still send them our money? We have to stop sending them our money, period. I don't care if they become the cleanest nation on the world. In the world, they are still intent on taking over Taiwan, Hong Kong, Australia, and the rest of the world. No matter how green they are, no matter how uh, generous they are to their workers, none of that matters. What matters is their geopolitical ambitions. We have to stop that. And by oh, I do agree and with the that. only way we stop that is by stop giving them our infrastructure, our industrial base, and our money, our capital. That's what we have to stop. And my plan totally will stop that. <laughs> the Brit plan. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I've had enough. I, I think I'm done running my mouth for the night. What about you? Yeah, I'm good. Man, you're all over tonight. Um, by the way, uh, uh, Doug says that you had four F-bombs. Did I? Oh, so Scooter's keeping score of F-bombs? There should be a banner above JV that counts F-bombs. JV has four. Does Brit have any tonight, Scooter? Did you have any F-bombs mm. tonight? Or were you were you, know, were you clean clean mouth except for uh, ah. starfish and sack? Those, those were your <laughs> those were your transgressions tonight. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't think I fired off too many tonight. I'm too mellow tonight. I'm, I'm like I'm like. Bleh. All right, listen, everybody. Thanks. If if you're new to the program, please subscribe. We've uh, have we gotten? We're, we got to be close to 500 subscribers. We got to man. We got to get to a thousand by the end of July. Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah, that would be really nice. I was hoping we would do it tonight, but. A thousand or five hundred? Five hundred. Yeah. Come on, I'm not I'm not that crazy. All right, listen, everybody, take the link to the channel, the YouTube channel, put it on whatever social media, even if you use antiquated Facebook and Twitter, put it on there <laughs> and plead with your friends to subscribe. Even if they don't like the show or want to watch it, just tell them to subscribe. We're at four ninety three. Let's see if we can get to five hundred tonight. So all we need is seven people to subscribe. So Paste the YouTube channel into your social media and say, please, 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 please subscribe. Let's get to 500 tonight, shall we? That would be amazing. Yeah. I would do a happy dance. I might even give away a free ass painting. <laughs> this is going to be a thing. This is going to be a thing. You know it is. I hope so. 
This is going to be a thing. Thought of sitting in slippery finger paint. <laughs> Who said anything about finger paint? Benjamin Moore. <laughs> Benjamin Moore. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. and you know what we're going to do? We're going to we're going to we're going to auction off the role of the person who will take the paintbrush and slap it. Paint. <laughs> And then you sit on the clean piece of paper. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm glad you're having fun over there. Oh, Jesus, you're like crying. I know I am. I really am. I'm in tears. So, all right, listen, uh, please share. Please help us out. Thank you for, oh, thanks, Steph, for uh, for uh, letting folks in Gettysburg know about it. I love that. Um, we're going to be back. Oh, there. Jesus. That, was, oh, that counts as three, I think. <laughs> that one. Oh, my God. That was like three. That was like, all right, I'm only oh. going to count once, but that was like three. <laughs> um, Listen we'll, to you. We'll be back tomorrow night. Who, who do, do we know who's on tomorrow night? Do you have? Uh, Juliet. Juliet. Oh, Juliet's side. back. Okay, cool. All right. Ah. Okay, cool. So uh, we'll be back tomorrow night, 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Spe specific, right? Pacific. And uh, looking forward to tomorrow night's discussion. Everybody stay safe. Uh, get a lot of sleep, especially you, Britt, and uh, we'll see you all tomorrow night. Have, uh, <sighs> have a great night. <laughs> what? What was the what was the big yawn and sigh for? Come on. No, I don't know. Just yeah, you told me to get some sleep. I do want to sleep right now. All right. Have a great I'm night, everybody. Microphone. Love you all. We'll see you next time. Thanks for being here. Peace.